Welcome to episode 22 of the Your First Rental Podcast. We are here with part two of Bishop. Got into real estate accidentally. Grew up, normal kid, 28 years old, and bought a rental house pretty much by accident just because he was curious and took action. He's in the state legislature as a state representative or a politician. I didn't ask last time. Do you rent to Democrats, Republicans? Uh, I rent Are they all the same? I rent to uh, I rent to my party. Yeah, okay, I but you wouldn't care. Uh, no, I wouldn't care. <laughs> it just is the more natural. Red, blue, the money's green. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> we are now going to talk about, and, and Bishop just said this a second ago, he bought two houses by accident. So if you recall, he was talking to a friend. A friend said a, another friend had a house for sale. He takes action, goes and looks at it, talks to a bank, builds a relationship. Next thing you know, he's got tenants, and it's a beautiful thing. And again, we recommend this is a beautiful strategy. I would try it at every state capital. So, but Bishop, before you had this, you had your, you had previously bought your My residence, yeah, also by accident. Yeah, do tell. So w- what had happened with that one, um, it, again, I was just, uh, there's a lot of luck, but there's a lot of just like taking the opportunity as it presents oh, yeah. itself. Yeah. And so um, uh, an acquaintance of mine whom I'm Facebook friends with, and I only say an acquaintance because he was a teacher in high school when I went to high school, but we he wasn't my teacher. We were just yeah, friends just on you're Facebook. Okay, you're just Facebook friends. You're yeah. Facebook acquaintances. Yeah, and so he had a post. And his post said, oh, you know, I built this house. I'm really excited about it. And has pictures of all this this new home that he had just built. And you, if you pressed see more, though, literally like the last sentence was like, this means I'm selling the house that I live in now. You know, message me if you're interested. No pictures of it. Nothing like that. Just, hey, I'm selling a house. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, and so I, I literally just messaged him. and I said, hey, what, what's the house that you're selling? And so then he sent me pictures. And I was like, ooh. I really like the look of that. It was house. a nice house. Yeah, it was. It was very. Uh, it was very quaint. Uh, he hadn't listed it yet. Uh, it was twelve hundred. It is twelve hundred square feet, three bed, two bath, kind of a mid-century modern vibe. Yeah. And he obviously had really gone through uh, a lot of efforts to take care of it. Uh, a single guy. Yeah, a single okay. guy. No kids. Yeah, no kids. kids will destroy really a had home. looked looked after it, and you could tell. And so uh, he was like, "Okay, yeah." He had, I think, six or seven people message him. Uh, and this is at the time in Republic where houses were literally going on and off the market in a 24-hour period. So seller's market. Yeah, big time. And so he said, yeah, let me uh, let me set up a time for you to visit. I think he had six or seven people who had messaged him. He had three people within that first week come and tour the house. I was one of them. Um, and I started to work with the bank at the time. And I think this is the other thing. I, I'm very lucky, but I also don't very easily take no for an answer. <laughs> I, I really try and find and make sure that it's an absolute dead end. Uh, but what does that mean you were working with a bank? Well, you just started to inquire I, about getting a loan? I was just trying to get a loan because I had never done any of this. This yeah. was my first time home purchase. Yeah. Right. I was 25. And so I, I'm just literally like calling the bank like, hey, I don't, I don't know what this looks like, but this is what I'm, I'm trying to accomplish. The challenge at that time is I was one month, two months away from winning uh, oh, pretty so inevitably. Before your it was election. Before I was elected okay. formally. I had won the primary but not won the general election. And it's but a it was safe district. It was a safe district. Okay. I was going to win. But because of that, the work I had been doing those previous that previous year of campaigning 
was primarily self-employment work. I was uh, I was tutoring yeah. and doing like private teaching lessons. And uh, banks don't love that. No, they hate it actually. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, yeah, we don't trust your income. And I'm like, well, I've, I'll have a stable income in like three months. Like I'm yeah. about to get elected. Well, you're not elected. Like you're not elected, so it's not your job yet. And I'm like, we can look at the historical data. They weren't buying it. And so I went and talked with the the owner um, of the house, the seller, and I'm like, hey, here's the situation. I don't think I'm going to be able to give you a, a real offer. I don't think I'm going to be able to be a part of this. I, I would love to own the house. I think it's beautiful. Um, but these are the just the challenges I'm facing. And I could have taken the bank's no and not really reached out to him again and moved on and say, oh, yeah, I'm not no longer interested. Yeah. But um, I was willing to be a little bit vulnerable and say, hey, yeah, uh, I'm not going to be able to get a loan yeah. uh, for X, Y, Z. Uh, here's the situation. And I figured we'd just move on and that'd be that. It was a, it was a closed door. I tried to go through it. And it yeah. was closed. And he said, well, why don't you just give me your best offer um, and we can kind of sort out how you would go about buying it. We'll set yeah. up maybe a lease to own in the meantime. Okay. Uh, well, until you get your job, and then you can go to the bank after you've got your job. And he probably had other offers, right? This is a hot yeah, seller's market. Yeah, so he, why? He, he had uh, other offers. Uh, again, last podcast, you talked about relationships. relationships. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know him that well in high school. Yeah. But he said he always had a respect for me as a student when I was a student in yeah. high school. And when you went to see the house, you built a relationship. Built there. a relationship then. Uh, and then and then kind of painted the picture, you know, I, I'm about to be this newly elected state representative from this district. Mm-hmm. I'd like to own a home here in the heart of the community. This is a beautiful home with a beautiful yeah. backyard. I'd like to host people and bring them here and do cookouts. And, yeah. and he had obviously built a place like that. And so I think he saw in me because he had bought it when he was uh, just moving into town as a teacher. And so I think he connected with, he actually told me, he said, you know, you are really getting involved in public service. And he goes, at the age that I felt like I was getting involved in public service through my teaching. As a teacher, yeah. As a teacher. And, and I see our, our lives as really similar, uh, just, you know, just a decade or so apart. Yeah. And so I think he connected with that. Um, I will say, though, it wasn't just that relationship piece. I showed him that I was as serious as I possibly could be. And so yeah. I, I started doing all the math and figuring out what is my actual, like, best, best offer on this house. Um, and I came up, it was $150,000 is what it was listed for, one forty nine nine actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll get back to that in a second here. And I said, um, okay, I'm going to offer one fifty seven five, And then I, I put another 500 on it because it had a washer and dryer in it. And so I was literally trying to like find every single reason for me to put an extra dollar into my offer. But okay. then found kind of where I felt was the comfortable limit. Mm-hmm. And I actually spoke with a real estate friend, a uh, realtor friend after the fact, and he's really quite good at appreciating a home without really getting into it. Yeah. And so I said, well, what would you do with this house? And he said, if I was trying to sell it tomorrow, I would list it for 149150 And I was like, oh, so that's where it's at. He said, if I was, if, if the seller told me he had two or three weeks, I would sell it for 154 155 if the buyer told me I had a month to, to two months, I would sell it for 158. And so I thought, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm right at where the top end of this should be. Mm-hmm. And so I made that offer and said, this is the best I can do. The other offer had sort of undercut him. 
and I think that contributed to it as well. He yeah. said, you know, you made the best offer. Yeah. And so he, he kind of awarded it to me, uh, which was awesome. I get in there to do this lease to own option, which was basically going to set up me paying uh, lease payments to him. Yeah. But then uh, in December through August, and this was in September, October, December through August, I would have a window, uh, an option to buy. Um, and so that okay. was that was the contract that we were setting up. And then you were not um, working with a real estate agent. No. Okay. But you had a relationship with a real estate agent friend. Yeah. It all. And then this whole thing is all relationship. And then, and then yeah, and and we went through. We ended up going through his realtor. Um, and so what? But he had a realtor. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he hadn't listed yet, because this was all this was all based off of a Facebook post. Yeah. Not not a Facebook post oriented around selling his house a Facebook post celebrating the new home he'd built, ah. right? Because it was at the very end, which means yeah. I'm selling my house. So if you're interested, let yeah. me know. He was just trying to open it up, I think, to his friend market before yeah. he opened his Facebook friend market. Okay, so did he end up paying a real estate agent? Um, you know, I think... You don't even know. I don't know for sure. Okay, so how did you get this? Did you talk with an attorney? How did you do this lease to own? Uh, so we wrote up a contract. I sent it to some attorney friends. They thought it, I mean, they did a, a quick overlook. It was pretty boilerplate. There was a lot of trust between me and the seller. Yeah. Um, and he had written uh, just like the kindest contract that you could even write. I so mean, he wrote the contract. Literally on like right there when we were putting in the, the different dollar amounts. Yeah. He lowered the price huh. back to 150. I mean, just out of the kindness of his heart. And oh, so wow. Yeah, from 158 to 150. So the seller just. I didn't ask for it. We're sitting there. I'm about to sign the contract, okay. and, and there's like this little spot where you're supposed to put the purchase price. And he puts 150. He puts 150. Okay, uh, so he draws it up. You have lawyer friends review it, mm -hmm. and the terms were: the term you make lease payments. I make lease payments of, uh, and then he he set it up. I mean, he was really trying to help me. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to understate how fortunate I've been. But yeah. it's important to know. You make your own luck. Had I not <laughs> messaged him and yeah. gone and looked at it and not told him, hey, yeah. here's here's the told situation the I'm at with the bank. Had yeah. I not explained all of that, none of this opportunity would have presented itself. Yeah. Because he ended up, I think, feeling pretty inspired by the whole thing. Yeah. And feeling uh, like he could take me under his wing to a certain extent. He ended up, uh, I had $750 payments. They went straight to principal. He didn't charge me any interest. Wow. It literally was just taking off the purchase price, and so by the time I bought the house, yeah, it was it was for you know six seven thousand dollars less than that. Did you make a down payment to him? Uh, yeah, I made a two thousand dollar down payment. Okay. You made two thousand, and did that? And did he take that off the price of the house? Yeah, he took that off the price of the house. Okay. Now, if I would have walked away from it, he would have uh, just, yeah, kept, just that. kept that. Okay. But that's I mean, yeah. but I wasn't paying any interest. I was paying, and so what had happened is I had an option to go between December and August. And the market was pretty good at that time in terms mm -hmm. of rates. I mean, we were looking yeah. at really good rates. And so I had to do a little bit of a guess. Yeah. Are the rates going to be... Because on the one hand, each monthly payment mm -hmm. is, is another $750 off the principal. Yeah. Scot-free, right? No interest. Yeah, you're not being charged interest. No. By this... Yeah. By this... Uh, really nice by guy. By this saint. Yeah. <laughs> and so on the one wow. hand... On the one hand, I'm incentivized to push it to the very end of the... The yeah. buying the yeah. buyer window, but on but the other hand, the interest rates you don't want them going. I, I don't know where the interest rates are. Yeah. 
Well, I, I'm looking at it, I'm assessing it as best I can, uh, and I decide to make the best action in front of me, which I felt was make the uh, lower my lower my 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 principal yeah. by just making those monthly payments. And so I waited until August intentionally. So you made payments for a year. I made payment yeah, almost. I made okay. payments for like ten but months. But he was. Did he have a bank note? Did he have a yeah? Okay, so, so he's he's charging you, but taking it off the purchase price, mm -hmm. and he's paying the interest on so his mortgage. Now I don't know. I, I I don't know if he had a bank note. He may not have because he, he did. Owned it outright. He wow. had he had bought it. He had bought it. It was a foreclosure property originally. Okay, so now he just owned it. And then that would be really generous if he was paying interest to a bank. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I interest. think he owned it outright. Yeah. And he had already built his house. Okay. And 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 he was he didn't need th this was yeah. money that was obviously going to go towards other investments uh -huh. and other uh, other things that he wants to do with yeah. his life. So I, I'm not trying to understate. I'm not. I don't want to undercut the generosity. Yeah. But it, I don't think he needed that cash okay. like right this second. He was comfortable with getting it in Just August. Getting payment seven fifty a month. Mm -hmm. And he's smart enough to know. Yeah, Bishop is going to win the election because. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like a bank or. Yeah. He's yeah. He's yeah. He's able. So yeah. He knows you're yeah. gonna have a stable job. And so he's like, job. he's like December. You can buy this house or or sometime in or August. Wait till August. And so I waited until August. I locked in a thirty-year fix at two seven five with a bank. With a bank at that because by that point by then time, you have a job. I have, a, I have a job. It's everything's predictable. They're yeah. all very comfortable with it. And so I bought that house in August of twenty twenty one. Okay. Did you make a down payment on the? Uh, yeah, and I can't I can't remember what that down payment was. Um, but it wasn't twenty percent. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't twenty percent. Five percent. Yeah, yeah. I think it was something. It was something like that. And this was my first time home purchase, and so I, you know, I also utilized the FHA. Uh, so my no, I did. I did a. I did it. It was just a conventional, huh. but I used like um, my Roth. I some funds for my Roth. IRA, oh yeah, uh, which you can. For first-time home purchase, you can, uh, you without can with penalty. withdraw without penalty Interesting. from a Roth IRA. And so I had purchased that house, absolutely adore the home. It's kind of a mid-century modern vibe. It's really quirky. It's tucked yeah. away. It's at a dead end. So you're not, you're now you're a homeowner. Now I'm a homeowner. You own owner. a piece of America at the age of 26, 27? Yeah. I, uh, what I was, was your bank payment every month? Uh, seven seventy six. Okay, so it's just kind of like what you were paying. Kind of like what I was paying. Before. So I was already budgeted. You more had or a less. job, work for the yeah, state, had a doing job. other side work. Everything was going, yeah, everything Life was is going beautiful. swimmingly. And then this is the beauty. This is the genius of it. Well, and so a year later is when I, I, I from the last podcast, I guess this is the prequel to the last podcast, yeah. because a year later, I bought that house the in the Jefferson rental City. In the that was a rental in, in Jefferson City, and yeah. ended up renting to those lawmakers. And I go through those months of financial stress because uh -huh. I'm, I'm managing a double mortgage. Yeah, um, and it's you know it's challenging. I'll be honest. I've always been yeah. honest with people about that. It kind of sucked, and you know it sucked. Yeah. But you kept encouraging me. You're like, no, you have made the right decision. Because there were times oh I was going, yeah. why did I do this? Like, is this really was this really needed? No, is this is. This is beautiful. And you were encouraging me. So I get tenants, and I could take a breath and go, mm -hmm. okay, like, let me just get yeah. my money from my tenants. Let me rebound financially. You know, during session, we get our per diem, and that's able to kind of give a little bit of wiggle room in, in a person's pocketbook as well. Um, and then I had the idea, no, I need to, I need to keep going. I need You're to press it, pushing. press it a little further. And so yeah. what I decided to do, I realized I'm gone 
for such a significant piece of the year. Yeah, because you yourself have to go to the capital city and live. And yeah, I have to live there. So you're living in your during rental home, during house session. hacking. Yes. During when you guys pass laws. And so I think during that time, I want to rent out. I want to Airbnb, do short-term rentals on so my house back home. <laughs> so when you're away, you're airbnb your primary residence. Well, for the first two years, I just had an empty house. I didn't. Okay, and you saw that, and you're like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, "Here I am. I'm a single guy. Yeah, no wife, no kids. Great house. Because you've great seen house. pictures of it. I've seen the listing. Yeah, it's not like it's not it's like the house was being used though when yeah. I was away. Yeah, and so I was like, "What am I doing?" And and I I tell you what, I do love my home. It's very much a sanctuary, and I had to get over the mental hurdle of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to let people come in and rent it. And so I locked up some rooms, and I did what I could. But even still, I'll yeah. be honest, it still bothers me. Even right now, it bothers me a little bit, just the yeah. idea and the principle of having someone come short-term rental in my actual house. But the way I see it, as much as I love that home, here's two pieces to it. One, the best way for me to keep that home in my life long-term is for me to turn it into something like this. Yeah. Because otherwise, it, I can't rationalize just just a, an extra mortgage payment that's not actually turning ar around and making yeah. some money. And then two, uh, kind of leading out of that, this isn't my forever home. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah, It's not a home that I can raise a family in. It's not the home that I'm going to end up in. It's not my forever home. And until I have my forever home, I'm interested in my homes making me money down the line. Yeah. And I need them to be generating wealth for me and my family that I don't have yet, but yeah. I need them to be generating wealth. And again, you're telling the government now two things are depreciating. Yeah. Um, you're taking expenses off each one. Um, also, you are getting to deduct the interest that you are paying. Yeah, and so this is income and now. And they're both appreciating. This is the first year that I've done the Airbnb. And I'll be honest. That that was a little bit stressful too, and that's probably a whole nother episode. Oh, yeah. I actually do want that because I want to know the ins and outs of Airbnb. Well but but just let's talk about because I remember you started doing this. Yeah. And you got tenant or what are you traveling people? Yeah, tenant. Yeah, almost yeah. right away. Sure. Uh, guests. I just say yeah, guests. Guests. Uh, so what was that like? Yeah, it was the first night. So the you, the very first night that you have it on Airbnb, I, I get a I get a guest, and I'm you like get like a little ding. Yep, and I'm like, oh crap! Like, <laughs> it, you know, it's game time. That's yeah, real. That's like, happened to me too. Rubber hits the road. Like yeah, you're like, like uh, and they pay for it right there, and you're like, I'll be here at this time. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's and it's all processed through Airbnb. Yeah. Um, uh, I get the payout at the end of the stay, or if it's a longer term stay, yeah. sometimes the beginning. And um, how do you let them in? Is it a keypad? Or so I and and this is why it caused a little bit of financial yeah, stress. Yeah, it's because I had to. I, I spent maybe two thousand dollars sprucing up the place. Yeah. I changed all the doorknobs and, and mm -hmm. I put like keyed locks so that yeah. I could lock some rooms. I did a keypad lock on the yeah. front that connects to Wi-Fi, and I have like an app, and so I can I can actually yeah. look right now and figure out who's if it's locked or unlocked and who's been in and out. Yeah. And then you can assign different keypad codes from from afar. Wow. And so I am able to uh, I'm able to actually. And I've sort of created a bit of a system. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a bit more automated now because the messages are automatic. When they book, yeah. they get a booking message. Yeah. And then 24 hours before they check in, they get a check-in message. And a part of that is, hey, your access code is the last four digits of your phone number. Ah, and okay. so I just grab their four phone number, and I, I turn that into my keypad app. Okay. And, and, and so they, they just access it through 
I love this. And so there's been stays. There's been guests that I've had that I haven't, I haven't typed any single message to them or them to me at all. Like, it's just all my automatic it's messages. It's automated. Oh, it's you can automate that. I, it's my automated messages. Oh, now oh, because I, it just says your la- your password is the last yeah the last four digits. Oh, at first, at first I was saying what four digits do you want? Yeah, and then I was and like, now it's I was like, wait a second, uh, there's a way oh. that I don't even have to interact yeah. on that front. I'll just automatically tell wow. them this is your code. Yeah, and I was like, I could randomize the code. What's a good way? I wanted to still keep it personalized a little yeah. bit no, so that they're like, oh yeah, wow, this is thoughtful. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm gonna grab those last four digits of their phone number. Yeah so that they won't forget their code. And how long have you been doing this? Is it a few months now? Just a few months. Okay, so how many when total I, so when I'm a, when, when I'm away, it's easily 80, 90%, uh, 80 to 90% occupancy. That's and the house is genius. So, it's so cool. And you know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I went through efforts. I, I took pictures of the house yeah. both at daytime. No, they're great. great I, I waited until golden hour, Yeah. Uh, you know, 5, 6, 7 o'clock. Yeah. And I opened up the, you know, I wanted to make it look nice during the day. And yeah. then I, I did pictures at nighttime. And, yeah. and I, 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 you know, I, I, I worked really hard on the description. Yeah. And so I'm on my way to super host status, though. And once Already? I get that, then, wow. you'll, then you'll get the, uh, you'll get sort of priority within their algorithm. Okay. And then um, do you have these in an LLC or just own them in your name? Just own them in my name. Okay. I, that's the, I mean, honestly, that's like the next step that yeah. I need talk to. Talk with an accountant. Talk yeah. with a. Mm-hmm. Lawyer, set up your LLC. The theme is right. I've I've sort of stumbled into these things. Yeah. And so you could plan further ahead. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, I'm I am a hundred percent confident. Yeah. There were a lot smarter things that I could have done along this path. Oh yeah. And that's why we have this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also would like to say, um, I I did maybe the dumb ways and kind yeah. of stumbled through the process, and it's still working out just fine. And it's still we yeah. always like to say it's very forgiving. Like you said, what's the worst thing that could have happened? Yeah, I would have sold it probably for a ten thousand dollar gain. Yeah. What What do you think you could get for your house right now? Oh, I think I two hundred. Yeah, I think I get one ninety. Yeah. 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 I think I could. Yeah, I could easily have. And if I if I for some reason don't want to do the Airbnb thing. Yeah, it's, it's just your it's house. It's yeah. where you live. Well, and all I, all I have to do is just go to the app and say, uh, yeah. no, I just block it out. I mean, if I... Oh, yeah, when you, you know, wh- like back when you're home. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying like worst yeah. case... Uh, not even yeah. back when I'm home. I'm just saying the worst case scenario. Is you don't What's have the to worst case somebody. with the Airbnb? Ha- yeah. You know, all of this is built upon a budget that I've created yeah. that can be sustained off of, you know, just my state income and what I'm, yeah. you know, what I'm doing in the legislature. The Airbnb is just the bonus. Yeah, it, it actually it literally deposits into my savings account. It doesn't which even deposit which you will in my use check-in. to buy your <laughs> my third next. House. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just so. we see it time and again. What do you think the takeaway of this episode is? I I I, I know I I have it in my mind. Um, you know I've never talked about this right. Yeah, uh, and so now that I'm getting it out and looking back retrospectively, I think the takeaway is uh taking action moving forward when an yep. opportunity presents itself yeah and i think uh, for me it was that one thing you said you told the guy hey you told him the truth you're a little bit vulnerable you said hey i can't do this right now the, the bank it is not working what what can i do or what what can we do to make this work and that and i think that goes back to relationships but to me that stood out because that is why you got this place mm-hmm. because he could have sold it to you know the six or seven other people that looked at it or the 20 other people that looked at it you know what in the 
time period that you were trying to get a loan and, and all that stuff. But he, he saw that, he saw that you were truthful and then he wanted to work with you and then probably took less money mm-hmm. to do that. But it was probably a more pleasant experience for him and you were probably more reliable than 80% of the other people that were yeah. looking or lowballing or didn't have you know good credit. Yeah, all that stuff. I have had good credit. I will say that. That's yeah. the one, that's you know. That's good. I've been doing that since I was, yeah. I got my first credit card when I was 19. Yeah. And so that's why you a know, lot I started, of this could I started, happen. I started putting, uh, con- contributing to Roth IRA yeah. when I was 20, 21. Paying off all your credit cards yeah, every I, month. I, I, this last year was the first yeah. time I ever held a balance. Yeah. And so had I, savings yeah. so that when opportunity came, yeah, you just, you just pounced. You got a little bit lucky. Yeah. But. You know, as we as we say, you make your own luck. Okay, well, we're going to have Bishop back for episode three, maybe four, five, or six, <laughs> uh, because I just I love everything about it. House hacks, where he has to live part of the time, cash flows. And then house hacks, basically, his primary residence, single guy. It's just a little bit of gumption, a little bit of cojones to, to do it, but mostly curiosity, taking action, and building relationships. And then I want to run through this whole Airbnb thing. Numbers, problems, troubleshooting in the next episode. See you next.